1: Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 243, and I think I'm going to call it How to Chill Out About Your House. Yeah. Why? Well, this is just a conversation that has come up a couple of different times in recent days and weeks for me. I kind of came up in a couple of the different strategy sessions that I've been recording with uh, people who are patrons of the podcast. So it's just gotten me thinking and it's gotten gotten me like noticing this conversation in other places. Um, And so I've just heard from different people. People send me their stories a lot and um, just seen the conversation about... People being surprised that they are able to chill out about their house in a way that they didn't used to think was possible to chill out about their house. And basically, what people have been saying that they've realized has helped them chill out about their house was basically how I answered the questions in the strategy sessions. So, basically, I'm just gonna do a podcast about how I told you so anyway, um, even though I haven't told you so because those strategy sessions haven't come out yet. But anyway, that's basically what I'm talking about today. Um if you don't know what I'm talking about with the strategy sessions, I, there was one last week when I was not feeling well. I put one out uh would have come out this week, but it came out last week instead. Um and there've been I think three other ones, so a total of four now. Uh, I'm really enjoying doing those. So I would love to hear your feedback on that. Um and our Patreon community is really growing. If you would like to know what in the world I'm talking about, how it is that these people are getting to do um strategy sessions that get put out on the podcast and how to be part of the super secret Facebook group where great conversations and supportive people are, um, go to Patreon, dot com slash a slob comes clean all one word. And, um, you can find out about that, about being a patron of the show so that you can enjoy some of those extra perks. Okay. So we're talking about um, how to chill out about your house. So I think it's really important here to talk about the real goal of getting your house under control. Around here, meaning our community of lovely people who are working on our houses, I I can't speak for you, but I'm just going to say that you know, if I was going to do a mission statement, which I probably should now that I think about it, but whatever, the goal around here is not perfection. The goal around here is not to have a magazine worthy home. You know, there are a bajillion. And I think that's an actual number of, um, you know, decorating websites. And there are some that are, I mean, there's lots that are Amazing, and I love to look at those. I am not one of those. I am not a decorating or furniture arranging or you know, any kind of a site where the goal is to make your house look amazing. My goal is for my house to be livable. You know, I mean, this is all based on what I've done in my own home over the last 10 years. So I mean that's that's my own personal goal, and I, I think in the beginning I didn't necessarily know what my goal was. I just knew I could not stand my house the way it was, and the better it got, the more I decluttered, and the easier it was to live in my house, the more I realized, yeah, livability—that's my goal. It, it is not perfection. It is not finding the best paint color, even though those things are lovely and wonderful. And as I've been able to do those things, I really appreciate it. And often it does help me with my overall, you know, keeping the clutter under control as well, when I have very defined places and placements for everything. But that is not what we talk about here. We talk about making your house livable. Okay, like that, that's the goal of decluttering is not to make everything perfect, but to make it to where it's easy and comfortable to relax in your house, to enjoy your home. You know, I talk about the container concept, meaning, you know, spaces are limited, and I can only fit what will fit in there. And a big part of the overall container concept for me as a realization was realizing my house as a whole is a container. And my family deserves space inside of that container meaning we need to be able to move around and do the things that we need to be able to do we need to be able to sit down and have dinner together at the table without it being a decluttering project first to get 2 weeks worth of random pile up of stuff off of the table you know what i mean like i need to be able to cook easily because that's what the house is for. It's for our family to function together and to live together. So anyway, so realizing that real goal of getting the house under control is to be able to relax brings about this idea of how to chill out about your house. And this is something that's interesting to me because I see it and I hear about this from people, not only those who are coming from the same place where I was coming from of being completely and totally overwhelmed, um, and not knowing what to do and feeling like they were constantly, you know, failing at trying to get their house to not be a total disaster. You know, um, I also hear very similar, really the same exact, um, issue coming from people who can't stop cleaning, who do see, the constant imperfections. And so they're constant, they can't relax about it. You know, And that's not the goal either here. You know, the goal here is not to have the house be completely and totally picked up and then not be able to sit down and relax and enjoy it. Because every time you turn around, somebody spills something or brings toys out or whatever, all that kind of stuff. you know, it can go either direction to not be able to chill out about the house. And I mean, that was me when that was one of the reasons why, when I had, you know, worked on my house in the past and tried different methods. One of the reasons I gave up was I didn't like the person I was, you know, I did not like the person I was when I felt like I was holding on by my fingernails to keep my house from being a total disaster. And it was like, I had made some improvement. Then, you know, my kid did something that they had always done before. And yet this time it was messing up my perfect space that I had worked so hard to achieve. And I lost it on them. And I thought, wait a minute, I don't want to be that mom. Like it's, it's not worth it to me. Being that mom is not a price I'm willing to pay to have a house that's under control. Like that, that just wasn't okay with me. And so this whole idea of how do you chill out and just enjoy your house Is the question, and and you know we're coming from the perspective here of you know I was not able to enjoy my house because it was out of control because everything was harder to do it was harder to cook dinner it was harder to you know it was really almost impossible to have people come over on any kind of a spontaneous basis or you know without two weeks notice or whatever I mean like I it was too difficult to live I was not enjoying my house I my house was not serving the purpose that. I wanted it to serve when I agreed to pay the mortgage on it, you know? So anyway, you know, I, I, I did, I loathed the state of my house at some point. So I wasn't experiencing what I had envisioned when we bought the house. And that was frustrating to me. So things that I've heard people say recently that kind of confirmed this concept that had just been coming up in different conversations, you know, how much time that it frees up to do the things you just want to do when the dishes aren't waiting to be done. Okay. Keeping up with the dishes, knowing that they're going to get done tonight and that that will help the house stay under control. Okay, that the house is not going to get completely out of control as long as I do the dishes, knowing that and knowing that I have a routine in place, and knowing that I can trust, like I actually trust myself that yes, the dishes will get done. We're not going to completely run out of dishes. That allows me to take an hour or two or 10 minutes, whatever, and, you know, read a book or do some, you know, I remember when my kids were little and we were going through this whole process, it's like, I felt like, oh, we can do that craft thing. You know, that before it always felt like anything that I wanted to do that felt fun and relaxing. It was like, I didn't feel like I could do it because weighing on my mind was this unfinished task of cleaning the kitchen you know, and, and knowing that the kitchen was a total and complete disaster meant that I couldn't sit down and enjoy doing this, not because I'm this kind of person, oh my goodness, I can't stand for my kitchen not be perfectly clean. That's not even what it was. It was even if I didn't know that that was what it was, I always felt like no, I have too much to do. But once I got the kitchen under control, it just kind of freed that up of me not feeling this constant, feeling that I'm failing at my house. you know, <laughs> Like when the kitchen is under control, even though there are parts of the house that aren't under control, I'm not talking about everything being under control. But just the kitchen, because the dishes are done every single day, it just allows you to relax and be able to go do that other thing. Okay. But a lot of it here too, is knowing the dishes are going to get done tonight. Okay. Knowing and trusting myself that that is actually going to happen allows me even when there are dirty dishes in the sink to be able to do the thing that I want to do without feeling guilty, to be able to relax and enjoy my home because I actually trust myself to get those done because I actually have a routine and I know the routine that actually works in our house. And I'm going to say actually 15 more times, actually, actually, anyway, just kidding. I personally am a big fan of being comfortable. Like it's one of the main things I consider when I buy any kind of clothing and anything that isn't comfortable gets donated as soon as I realize it isn't comfortable. Third love, this episode's sponsor is also a big fan of me being comfortable and you being comfortable. They make it their goal to create the most comfortable bra you'll own. Their high quality bras offer straps that won't slip and tagless labels, which means no itching. Itching is definitely on my list of things that make me uncomfortable. So I love that they're soft and itch free while also being really supportive. Great bras. They use lightweight, super thin memory foam cups that mold to your shape. And if you're worried that they couldn't possibly be comfortable enough for you, don't worry. Every bra is backed by their perfect fit promise. You have 60 days to wash it and wear it. And if you don't love it, returns are always free. And I absolutely love that Third Love donates all of their gently used returned bras to women in need, supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area and across the United States. Third Love Knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they are offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash clean now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's third love t-h-i-r-d-l-o-v-e dot com slash clean for 15% off today. Oh, here's another one too that somebody has said that I thought just so. Um, getting rid of my own stuff and neutral stuff makes me feel less suffocated in my house. And so my husband's clutter doesn't bug me like it used to. I know some of you are sitting there thinking there is no way that my husband's clutter will ever not bug me. And that's fine. You know, and maybe that's true, but I'm not going to believe you until you tell me you've already decluttered your own stuff and neutral stuff. Okay. Don't assume that, you know, the whole point of this conversation happening was that it was a surprise was that they were as surprised as me at the difference that it made to just focus on my own stuff and neutral stuff that my house felt more under control. And by my house feeling more under control, that one part of clutter that wasn't in my control, that wasn't something I could deal with it didn't get under my skin like it used to. And so I was able to enjoy my house. I've heard the same thing from people talking about how they're more willing for their kids to bring their favorite toy or Legos or whatever into the living room to play with it because they don't feel this overall completely overwhelmed, out of control feeling about their house and the clutter. Okay. And so this is what I'm talking about. When the whole house feels out of control, when it's just this general ambiguous, we have too much stuff. We don't put things back. We don't have places for everything. And then one toy coming out into the middle of the floor to get played with feels like, oh my word, now there's not even the middle of the floor anymore. But when the overall decluttering has been happening. When you're starting to get the living room decluttered down to the point where only stuff that really deserves to be in there and makes living easier and more comfortable is in there, then toys coming out into the middle of the living room are just toys coming out into the middle of the living room. They're not things taking up the last little tiny bit of space that we have that's not cluttered. Do you see what I'm saying? And so it helps to chill out when the overall decluttering has been happening when there is just I mean, here's the thing. If you have a wall full of stuff stacked from the floor to the ceiling, it's just a wall full of stuff whether or not half of it is your husband's, half of it is yours. And I was going to say and half, but that does not add up mathematically. So I'm not going to say it. A third of it is your head. Okay, let's say half of it is your husband's. A quarter of it is yours. And a quarter of it is neutral stuff. Okay, that that's not going to, you know, be something he would take personally, if you got rid of. If you only focus on getting rid of the neutral stuff, and your stuff that room is going to be half as overwhelming. And I will even say that it's going to be more than half, less than half. Yeah, whatever. The good one is as overwhelming as it was before when you get rid of half of the stuff. Okay. It's not just in the whole house is going to feel more under control. It's going to feel more. You're going to be more able to live in that space. And of course, you hope that eventually he's going to go, wow, it's nicer in here with less stuff. I'm going to get rid of my stuff. But even if he doesn't, you are able to chill out and enjoy that space a whole lot more because the math part in my brain is not making sense anymore. But anyway, a whole lot more just because you've gotten rid of your stuff and you're able to chill out and his stuff is going to bug you less because it's it's not just less stuff it's also not the whole room that's completely overwhelming anymore. Now it's a section of the room as opposed to just overall, oh my goodness, we are just completely in horrible shape in this house. Just, you see know what I'm saying? Okay. It really, really does make a difference. And what was interesting was in this conversation is a lot of different people have been telling me this exact same thing is I'm really amazed at how much less other people's stuff bugs me once i've dealt with my own stuff. Okay? Because it's not just a mass of stuff and there's definitely stuff in there that i'm not going to be able to deal with. I know that for sure. And you know how many times people like me, people like us, we tend to if we know that three things out of the pile of 50 things are honestly truly things that we are not going to be able to do anything about, it makes the pile itself feel overwhelming and like something that we can't even get started on. Okay, so we are paralyzed from decluttering at all, because we know that there are stuff in that there are things in this pile that are going to be, you know, just hopeless that we can't even deal with. But the reality is, we can deal with the 47 other things, or even deal with 10 other things. And that overall thing is just as an overall pile of stuff is going to be less visually overwhelming. And because it's less visually overwhelming, I'm going to be able to function better and um, enjoy my home more. Does that make sense? I sure hope so. Anyway, and then, you know, obviously something I hear all the time, I say, obviously, if you're new here, you may be thinking, oh, if she talks about laundry, she's going to say the same thing that every other housekeeping person says. And that is do one load every day. Well, guess what? Um, I don't say that ever. That is the complete opposite of what I say, because that does not work for me. I leave the loads in there and they mildew. And, and then I wash the same load over and over and I never actually make traction in my laundry, but getting laundry under control, it affects the whole house. It affects the, I mean, the whole beauty of a laundry day. Okay. So what I do for those of you that are new, as I do one laundry day, um, and that means that we, we, all our dirty clothes get put into piles. And I work through those, even if it takes more than a day, it's still one day's job. Go listen to the laundry podcast if you don't understand what that means. But anyway, it's still one job. And when it's done, I don't have to worry about it till the next Monday. Well, that right there helps me chill out about my house so much. I mean, I don't sit every single day and think we all have clean underwear in our drawers. We all have clean drawers in our drawers for the next five days. Okay, we all have clean drawers in our drawers for the next four days. We all have. No, the beauty of it is I don't have to worry about it. I don't even have to think about it because I know that I did laundry on laundry day. So I know that we have a week's worth of clothes that are clean and ready to go. And I know that I don't need to feel guilty about not doing laundry today, which helps me chill out about my house. It's when I didn't have a laundry routine, that it was just always this nagging feeling of, Oh, I need to do laundry. Oh, I need to do laundry. Oh my goodness. I'm so behind on laundry. Oh, I have no idea if everybody's going to have what they need for school tomorrow. Even though I wasn't consciously thinking those things either, they were always on my mind because it was always an issue in our house. And so just the reality of laundry having its own routine meant that those things were not weighing on my mind anymore. And I was able to enjoy my house without feeling constant nagging back in my mind, not really sure what it is, but it's laundry guilt for those six days of the week. Okay, now it's like, okay, I'm going to tackle this. So, so what are the keys to all of this? I mean, I'm sure you've already kind of figured it out. It's having a routine. It is not necessarily always having the dishes done as much as it is having a dishes routine to know that the dishes are, dishes are going to get done consistently. It is not about never having any dirty clothes in the bottom of the laundry hamper. It's about being able to rest in the fact and know that there is a laundry routine. That laundry routine works for you and your family and your brain style and your lifestyle. And you can trust and rest knowing that your family's going to have the clothes that they need when they need them. Okay. So it's about those routines and then it's about decluttering. Remember the beauty of decluttering is that once something leaves your house, it's not in there anymore and you don't ever have to worry about it again. It takes that off of your mind. It's not something to nag at you anymore. So decluttering has great long-term effects because then you don't have to move those things around anymore. You don't have to shift things anymore because they're gone. Okay. So keys are to identify what you can control. Okay. Um, you know, when we're talking here specifically, when I say chill out, I'm sure you've already figured out that a lot of times I'm talking about chill out with the other people in your family. Okay chill out and give up on making sure that they do everything the absolute perfect way that you figured out needs to be done okay so that's a big part of what we're talking about here is being able to enjoy your house being able to enjoy your family and not resent the fact of what they're doing or not doing that's messing everything up for you okay and keys there identify what you can control what can you do you can do the dishes okay you want to bring the kids in on that go right ahead that's awesome but do the dishes whatever it takes, because that is something you can control. You wash the dish, you dry the dish, you put it away. It's done. You don't have to think about it anymore. Okay. Work hard on finding the routine that works for you rather than focusing on establishing a routine. Okay. So this is one of the reasons why I say, do the dishes instead of saying, you know, here's your nightly checklist of things that you need to get done. Or here, you know, I don't say, do a five minute pickup before you go to bed. I just say, do a five minute pickup because it's going to look different for everybody. Some people have very predictable evening routines. We had predictable evening routines at certain points in our lives. When we knew that almost every single day of the week, we were going to be home at a certain time and going to bed at a certain time and blah, blah, blah. We're not in that stage of life anymore. And even when we were, I was never good at remembering to always do the five minute pickup right before bed. Okay. So instead of saying, okay, I've got to find this checklist of five things that I need to do throughout the day and then make sure I do them instead say, okay, what does it mean in my personal house to keep the dishes done, to have the dishes done at some point during the day, every single day? You know, what does that mean? If you work nights, you know, we, I talked to Elizabeth, you know, and she works nights and she is exhausted when she comes in. And it's not necessarily practical when she's exhausted, gets home at midnight or whatever, and her family is already in bed for her to say, okay, I'm going to go and do the dishes. And then she's also resenting the fact that they didn't get them done and all that. I mean, you know, that's, I'm not putting words in her mouth. I don't know that she said that, but anyway, but, but you can see how you might feel that way. Right? So instead of worrying about that, just say, okay, what does it mean in my house? I'm just going to focus on finding the routine that works in my house. And once I figure out which one works in my house, then I can relax at the times when it's not the routine that works in my house. See what I mean? Uh you know so working hard on finding the routine that works for you instead of trying to fit yourself into the mold of what somebody else says should work okay go ahead and do what you're able to do here's another thing too that I find interesting talking to different people I love talking to people about how they've made the dishes routine work in their home home you know and I've talked to several people and I find this myself too you know if if you know that you're going to do the dishes that the dishes are going to be done before you go to bed then Somehow, putting the dishes in the dishwasher or washing one dish at a time, if you don't have a dishwasher throughout the day as you use them, doesn't feel like I'm always doing dishes. It feels like, oh, okay, I'm just making my life easier in the future when I'm going to have to have all the dishes before I go to bed. You know, it's just like, oh, okay, I'm getting ahead instead of feeling like, I am, you know, just, oh my goodness, every time I turn around, I've got another dish to wash. Instead, it's like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and stick this in the dishwasher because that's just going to make life easier as a part of the routine. And there's something about that mental shift and going, it allows me to go ahead and do what I'm able to do and not feel guilty if there's a dish out, but also realize that, oh, okay, I can do this real quick. And I don't resent it anymore as something that's keeping me from doing the thing I want to do and relax instead it's just oh this is going to make it easier on me in the future. I might as well do this real quick. Okay? And so it doesn't have that same, you know, hang up anymore. Um and then obviously as I said already, declutter your own stuff and neutral stuff. Focus on your stuff, focus on um, the neutral stuff. And you will feel less overwhelmed and the less overwhelmed you feel, the less resentful you're going to feel about other people's stuff. Okay. I know for me, um, you know, I talk a lot about the visibility rule, focusing on the visible spaces in your home. I got the visible spaces under control long before I got my kids' rooms under control. And yet my house was so much more livable. I was able to chill out about my house so much more because I got those Neutral living communal spaces under control first. And so their spaces, even though they were, oh my word, far from perfect, they didn't stress me out like they did before. Okay. Because I felt like there were, I could, you know, take two steps into the living room and feel like I was in a space that was under control. Okay. Instead of it being, okay, the living room's out of control. The kitchen's out of control. I walk into their room and it's super duper out of control. And that's what sends me over the edge. Does that make sense? Okay. Small improvements of control by having a routine, by having the stuff out, that's going to not get under control, help you spin out less about out of control areas. All right. And then also don't forget power hours. You know, this is something I just did just today. I've had several things just weighing on my mind. Um, I did a podcast on this a while back. Um, and you know, I just, as things would come up in my brain, I, over the last couple days, I would just put them on this little to-do list on on the notes app on my phone. And I said, okay, you know, two o'clock today, I am going to have a power hour. Was it two o'clock? Not precisely. No, it was not. But I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start checking things off this list. I took the easiest stuff off first. I mean, I think the easiest one was I wanted to replace my earplugs in my computer bag because I always put in earplugs when I go to um, the library or, you know, someplace to work. And I had noticed that they were getting kind of gross, <laughs> you know, and earplugs, when they get kind of gross, they don't, you know, squeeze up as much and they don't go as far into your ear. And then they don't do as well at keeping the noise out and all that kind of stuff. And it had just been begging me. So I was like, I put that on my list. Well, guess what? That took me literally 30 seconds. I'm saying literally, I did not time it, but I'm pretty sure it was literally 30 seconds to get the new earplugs and go put them in my bag. And yet I felt really accomplished. And I was like, Oh, I already checked something off that power hour list. Okay, let me move to the next thing. And I've already deleted it. So I don't remember what it was. But it's like I moved through some things. And by the time I got to the thing that I was literally using that word again, literally dreading, like I had not wanted to do it, it made me want to put the whole list off. Um, It was like, I was feeling empowered from power hour. Um, I was feeling empowered and I was like, okay, I'm going to tackle this thing because guess what? It's the last thing on my list. And I have already checked a whole bunch of different things off of there and it made it worth it. So control the thing that you can control you know, do the easy stuff, do the stuff that, you know, don't look at it as a whole overwhelming thing. Tackle the thing that you can tackle and it'll make the whole overwhelming thing less overwhelming, which then helps you chill out about your house, which then helps you relax in your house and enjoy your house. And if you enjoy your house more, you're going to enjoy your family more. And that's what matters is the family, right? Okay. All right. I hope that made sense. Um, yeah, just a reminder. Go to patreon.com slash Clean to find out more about being a patron of the show. Don't forget, I also have um, two books, which will talk you through what you need to know to get your house under control. They're available in paperback, digital, audible, audio, all that kind of different stuff. Um, just go to aslobcomesclean.com slash book, and you can find them there. Okay, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.